Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Innalhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natabakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Men yahdihillahu falamudilla lahu wa men yudlil falahadiyalah. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَاذَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا وقال النبيون محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم إن أزدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected elders, brothers, sisters this is the seventh and final of the khutab called the way forward. My idea of doing this is for us to reflect on where we are today as an ummah collectively and locally and then think of and suggest ways of going forward. What must we do? What distinguishes people who never experienced subjugation from those who have a collective memory of empire and subjugation <clears throat> is their willingness to speak up, to fight for their rights <clears throat> and to pay for what they enjoy. While the others, those with a collective memory of subjugation only complain but do nothing to change the situation. This is what I call learned helplessness of people whose bodies are free but minds remain enslaved. To own responsibility for our destiny and work and pay for what is important is a sign of a free mind and of emotional maturity. The solution to the cop-out of globalizing is to localize. If you can't feed a hundred, feed one. Ask, what can I do? And then do it. Because when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will not be asked what happened. We will be asked, what did you do? The Arabs of the Hijaz of the 7th century, the time of Rasulullah were not subjugated to any empire. They had no king. They, had no, they didn't even have a supreme chief. Their millionaires, their businessmen, used to meet in a hall called Anadwa to decide on any emergent issues. They did not have a codified law or a judicial system. They had no rulers and they bowed to no man. And that is why it was easy for them to accept the responsibility of taking Islam to the end of the earth. Abu Sayyid al-Khudri reported in this hadith which all of us know that Rasulullah ordered us to act, to do something, to stop injustice. 
to change it with our hands, to speak out against it. And the third, which we think of as an option, is not an option, it's a reprimand. An Abi Sayyid in Qudri, radiyallahu anhu, qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, sallam, man ra'a minkum munkaran, fal yugayyirhu biyadihi, fa illam yastati' fa bilisanihi, fa illam yastati' fa biqalbihi, wa thalika adha'afu al-iman. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever among you sees evil, let him change it, let him stop it with his hand. Do something, act. If he cannot do that, if he does not have this tata'at, if he is incapable, if he is incapable of taking action, then with his tongue, meaning speak out against it. And if he cannot even do that, then he must hate it in his heart. And then he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is the weakest level of faith. So it's a problem to be corrected. This was the speech of a free man, a man who was free in body, mind and spirit. A man who was subjugated to nobody but Allah. And he told us to take charge of our lives, stop blaming others and work to make things better. Today, our biggest challenge is to reboot our mindsets and learn to think about the community as one and work together to change our lives and destiny. Each of us must learn to pull his or her weight and not wait for someone else to bleed for us. Muslims are 1.1% of the population of this country. There is no way that any Muslim can ever get elected to any public office, to the Congress or the Senate, unless others, meaning non-Muslims, vote for them. The only way that will happen is by winning hearts. Our isolationist way of life is suicide. But what do we do about winning hearts? If we want to be taken seriously, we must stand for elected office at the local level, at the state level and at the national level. Ask how many Muslims are mayors and aldermen and state senators? How many Muslims are on school boards? Your children attend all these schools. And everybody's got a complaint about the schools. Why are you not on the boards? Yet we complain that nobody cares about us. Why are you surprised? We must encourage our youngsters to make career choices that are different from what they do today. We do not need more Muslim doctors and Muslim engineers. We need doctors and engineers. There are plenty of those. We don't need Muslim doctors and engineers. We need Muslim senators and we need Muslim reps and we need Muslim elected office of officers, elect officials in at a local level. The two paths are very different. We must support our youth by working with them to build credibility and by setting up an endowment fund to support their choice of career. We must accept that only we can change ourselves. But sadly, we hate anyone who tries to awaken us from our stupor. We will not invest what is necessary to change our situation and are satisfied with doing at least something. You must have heard this. Oh, at least they are doing something. Sorry to disappoint you, 
at least something is not from the Quran. It is not the Sunnah. It is not what the Sahaba did. It is not only useless, but it is worse than useless because it gives a false impression of action and success. It takes the edge off the pain which is necessary to motivate us to do what is necessary to tip the scale. So the scale, we will never reach the tipping point and the scale will never tip for us. We must check what is necessary and do that completely. Think about this. If you need to clear a 10 foot trench, if there's a big 10 foot trench, you need to jump across. You need to jump 10.5 feet, 10 and a half feet. If you jump nine and a half feet and you say, at least I did something, you will be saying that from the bottom of the trench. That is life. That is the truth. And we both know it. And therefore, ask, if not now, then when? If not me, then who? There are three major changes that happened after the end of empire and the rise of nation states as we know them. One was the creation of the middle class. There was a middle class, but a middle class which had a political voice. This was the result of two things, the demise of nobility and class hierarchy and the rise of egalitarianism and free market economies. Much can be said about the defects of all of these, as can be said about any human enterprise. Only the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect. But defects and all, these changes gave political significance and opportunity to the common man. That is the single biggest change from the days of empire. And that is what must be leveraged. For the first time, you did not have to be born into a royal or noble family to have a say in public affairs. You could be from any background, but if you managed to get elected to office, you could make laws and change the path of destiny for populations. Therefore, ask, what can I do to get there? It is a numbers game. You need a critical mass to tip the scale. In 200 years of independence and the presence of Muslims in this continent, we have three members of Congress. Three in 200 years. One single Palestinian. And then you say nobody listens to us. You're not there. How can anybody listen to somebody who's not there? So, so the sooner we start, the better. Rasulullah did three things when he came to Medina from Makkah. He created a nation based on faith and not on lineage and tribe. He created a source of funds and he created a structure of leadership. For example, he said, narrated Abdullah ibn Umar anhuma. Rasulullah said, a Muslim is a brother of another Muslim and he should not oppress him, nor should he hand him over to an oppressor. Whoever fulfills the needs of his brother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill his, his needs. Whoever brings his Muslim brother out of discomfort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring him out of the discomfort to the day of resurrection. And whoever screens a Muslim, meaning hides his faults, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will screen him on the day of judgment. And this is in Bukhari. Narrated Bara bin Adib, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, orders us 
to do seven things. And see, they are, these, are, these look like small things, but this is the hukum from the Nabi Alayhi Salaam. One, to pay a visit to the sick. Two, to follow funeral procession, meaning take part in the janazah. Three, if somebody sneezes and says, Alhamdulillah, say, Yarhamakallah. Four, to return greeting. Somebody says, Salaam Alaikum, it is wajib to say, Wa Alaikum Asalaam. Not ignore them. Number five, to help the oppressed. And number six, to accept an invitation if somebody invites you for something, which is obviously means, meaning, obviously it's halal. And seven, to help others to fulfill their oaths. If somebody is in difficulty, help them. If you reflect on these and many other such ahadiths, you will see how the emphasis is on being together and not falling into divisions. We must learn to live with differences and disagree without being disagreeable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran about this. All of these ayat we know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَأَتَسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ عَدَاءً فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفَ حُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ فَأَنْخَذَكُمْ مِّنْهَا كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ Allah said and hold firmly to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not be divided. Allah did not say, Allah said, La tafarraku. Allah did not say, La takhtalifu. He didn't say, don't have a difference of opinion. He said, don't divide. Don't make sects. La tafarraku. Allah said, do not be divided. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor upon you when you were enemies. Then he united your hearts. So you by his grace became brothers. And you were on the brink of a fiery pit. He saved you from it. That is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his revelations clear to you. So that you may be rightly guided. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna hadihi ummatukum ummatan wahida wa ana rabbukum fa'budun. Allah said, this ummah, this brotherhood, this religion of yours is one. And I am your rabb. I am your creator, sustainer, maintainer, protector. So worship me alone. And then he said, Wa inna hadihi ummatukum ummatan wahida wa ana rabbukum fattakun. He said, surely this ummah, this religion of yours is one. And I am your Rabb, so have taqwa of me. Be concerned about my pleasure in everything you do. All worship and everything in life is covered by these two ayat. And Noman bin Bashir reported, Rasulullah said, The example of the believers in their affection, mercy and compassion for each other is like that of a body. When any limb aches, the whole body reacts with sleep with sleeplessness and fever and this is in bukhari final hadith anas bin malik radiallahu anhu reported they asked him ya rasulullah who is a muslim rasulullah said whoever prays our prayer whoever is praying with us whoever faces our direction of prayer meaning whoever is praying facing the qibla the kaaba and whoever eats our slaughtered animals meaning you beg zabiha person eats that they are muslims under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. Thus do not betray Allah in the matter of his protection. And this hadith is sahih in Bukhari and Muslim. Rasulullah built an egalitarian society based on the brotherhood and equality of humanity and Islam. With differentiation only with knowledge and piety. 
اقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما امر ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله فقال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد ابراهيم سيستو ريمايند ماي سيلف ان يو ذات ايفريثينج بيجنز وذ يونيتي اند يونيتي بيجنز وذ انڈرسٹینڈنگ ذات پیپل ہیو ڈفرنسز اینڈ ذات دوز ڈفرنسز ار بٹوین دیم اینڈ دیئر رب leave those look at commonalities focus on the commonalities if we allow the differences to divide us then believe me nobody can help us the second thing that rasulullah ﷺ did was to create a revenue stream for the nation and that was initially zakat and later it was share of the ghanima because a reliable ongoing source of funds is essential to plan for sustainable development sporadic charity which is may allah have mercy on us this is globally with muslims fundraising is the worst way of raising funds to do anything because there's no sustain there's no sustainability to that no idea who can raise what so you can never pro- you can never plan a long term project based on sporadic fundraising not not doable the alternative is doable very easy and i have no clue why muslims don't do it finally nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam created a structure of society based on pious leaders following the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed ya ayyuhalladhina amanu atiullaha wa atiur rasula wa ulil amri minkum fa in tanaza'tum fi shay'in farudduhu ila allah wa rasulihi ان كنتم تؤمنون بالله واليوم الاخر ذلك خير واحسن تاويله الله سبحانه وتعالى said oh believers obey allah and obey the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and obey those in authority among you if you disagree on anything either between yourselves or with those who are over you then go back to allah and his rasul refer back to the kitab of allah and back to the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu If you truly believe in Allah and the last day Allah made a conditional statement do this if you believe in Allah this is the best and fairest resolution and that is the reason why whenever we come to any issue of any debate in the deen and we are faced with a text we are faced with an ayat of, of the Quran or we are faced with the hadith of the sallam there is no further argument on that we don't do our own tawilat and we don't do but this means that that means this no what allah has said allah has said what the nabi alayhi salam said he said we accept our job is to samana wa tana we 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 acts we heard we hear and we obey finally in the light of all that i have said in all these khutbs there are six things that we need to do number one and that's the most important decide to take charge of our lives and understand and accept that to change our condition is a long haul generational project 
and we ask Allah for his help. We didn't get into the situation overnight and we will not get out of it overnight. So get ready for the long haul or get ready to end your life in slavery. That's the choice. Number two, make istighfar and tawbah and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help especially in tahajjud. This is a very, very, very important thing which we lose track of. We, we want to go in protests and we want to go and march here and march there and write a letter to this senator and that so on and president and what. We forget that the only one, the only one who can change our destiny is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who al-wahidul qahar. Nobody else. None of your marches will have any effect. No letter will have any effect. Nothing will have any effect if our, con con our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is broken. All of those will work only if our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is strong and intact. So we need to work on the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The connection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means earn halal, eat halal. Look at your businesses. Look at your jobs. It is time to drop the haram. Do it right now before you go home. Whatever is haram in your business and believe me, everybody here knows. You don't need any fatwa from anyone. Whatever is haram in your business, leave it now. Eat halal. Don't just eat anything that stops moving. Make sure if it is meat that it is zabiha. If it is something else, make sure that the ingredients are halal. Do these two things. Then raise your hands. And inshallah al-mustahan, my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu will answer. But don't do these two things. Continue to earn haram. Continue to eat halal. You can make dua till you die. Nothing will happen. I don't say that. This is not my fatwa. This is the religion. Number three. Learn to live and let live. Agree to disagree, but work together towards common goals. Leave what is between the person and Allah to Allah. If you are going to bring Aqidah into every discussion of everything, believe me, we are doomed. I am not standing here and telling you that every Aqidah is correct. It is not correct. According to me, there is only one Aqidah which is correct. But the reality is that I have to work with people who have different aqaid. If they come to me and say, this is my aqidah, is it right or wrong? I will say, I will compare it to what I know and you decide if it is right or wrong. I won't say it is right or wrong. Allah knows. But I will tell you, this is what I know from the Quran and the Sunnah. No shirk, no bringing anyone else into this equation. This is the aqidah. If you are doing something else, that's between you and your Rabb. However, we've got a problem with drug addiction. We've got a problem with all kinds of corruption in education. We've got a problem with unemployment. We've got a problem with oppression. We still have the problem. So, what to do? Should I say, I can't work with you? Unless you believe what I believe. Then we have to live together. We have to live separately. 
وی ہیو ٹو ڈائی سیپریٹلی ڈونٹ ڈو دس ڈو ناٹ ڈو دس لو اینڈ لیٹ لو واٹ از بٹوین دا پرسن اینڈ اللہ از بٹوین دا پرسن اللہ اٹس ناٹ یور جاب ٹو سینڈ سمبڑی ٹو جہن جہنم Jannah doesn't belong to you. Jahannam doesn't belong to you. Belongs to Allah. And Allah will put whoever he wants, wherever he wants. He didn't put you or me as the daroga or the, or the keeper, gatekeeper. Who do you want to send? No. Focus on commonalities. Focus on common needs and work together. Number four. Establish a think tank for scenario planning and strategic action. Number five. Create a common fund And I told you how to do that by last khutbah. Each Muslim contributing $5 per day. That's it. $5 per day. Every Muslim. Man, woman, child. Number six. Create a leadership structure at local and national levels and focus on establishing world-class schools with an Islamic ethos. It begins from there. Number two. Support youth to enter law and journalism and politics and judiciary and executive and academia in law, media studies and political science. Number four, entrepreneurship development. Create a venture capital fund to fund startups. And number five, a strong presence in media of different kinds. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to do that which is pleasing to him and to save us from that which does not please him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to be a means of khair and barakah for the whole ummah and for all people and for the whole world insha'Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save especially the people in Gaza and Palestine but save all the oppressed people everywhere and to punish the oppressors. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the strength and the power and the wisdom and the courage to stand up against oppression no matter where it happens, no matter who does it. and not to support the oppressor directly or indirectly. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to stand against oppression and to do that which is whatever is necessary to stop all oppression everywhere, wherever it might be. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and give us the wisdom to contribute and to, and to invest in our own benefit and the benefit of all humanity. رَبَّنَا فَقْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَكَفِّرْ عَنَّا سَيَّاتِنَا وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ الْأَبْرَادِ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا رَبَّ الرَّحِيمِينَ يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر باللد والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخي مسلم